welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome to another totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamplands of Southwest Louisiana and joining me over Zoom from her bed and breakfast in Pennsylvania is my lovely co-host, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. Well, Lisa, before we jump into this program, you know what I'm going to ask you? Sure. Okay. Um, For those who don't know what I'm going to ask you or didn't <laughs> know, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, do you want to play a round of 70s movie trivia? Yeah. All right. It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. Got three questions for you, and they're all from 70s movies. And my first one is so simple that, that uh, well, you, you're going to get this one. I'll just okay. say that. All right. All right. Here we go. Number one. Name the boat on the 1975 movie Jaws. The boat? Yeah. The boat? <laughs> Stay <laughs> off of Google. <laughs> boat. Um, the orca. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I don't know where that came from. It just popped okay. into my head. Okay. So let me ask you this. It's not, this is not one of them, but it just popped into my mind. Uh, what was the name of the boat on the movie Orca? <laughs> Jaws? Jaws? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah I don't that, know. Is it, was there a, uh, I remember Orca. It was Bo, Bo Derek in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to look Harris, that up. Yeah. Richard I'm going to find out what the oh, name your of the leg boat off. was. Yeah. I like that movie, but I think there was, oh, isn't it? It has a baby and then baby is killed. It's like kind of graphic. I remember that movie though. Whether we'll talk about Remember? it on one, one of our episodes, make it a, one of our topics. Orca? Yeah. yeah. You've seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's depressing to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Question number two. In the 1978 movie Superman, there were three Kryptonian criminals. But I'm not asking you who they were. That, that's, not their, uh, that's not the question. There was General Zod, Ursa, and Nan. <laughs> okay. Now, at the beginning of this movie... Jorel carried out their sentence by banishing them to what? Exile them. They he put there's them a in name. The, in, there's a name of the place he sent them to. Oh, um, let me think. Well, they went like I thought they just were like floating around in space in a glass. Uh, yes, but that has a name. Oh, let me think. Uh, uh, I mean, there's there's been a comic book series made just about this thing. Purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I uh, can you give me a letter? I'm gonna tell you what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's called the Phantom Zone. Oh yeah, okay, the Phantom yeah. Zone. Okay. Yes. Yes. I would never have got it, but okay. All right. 
Question number three. In the 1979 movie, The Warriors, mm-hmm. what was the name of the gang that dressed in baseball uniforms and fought with baseball bats? I never saw The Warriors. Oh, so you wouldn't know. Oh, I, I've no. Would you I, like I to know, call a friend? I kind of like to call a friend. I'd like to call, what's her name? Deborah. Um, what's his, and then what's his name? Peter, Michael Beck. Michael Beck. I'm going to call Michael Beck. <laughs> Michael Beck here. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what was the name of the, uh, the gang that played, that was red and white and played baseball? <laughs> oh, you're talking about that gang, Baseball Fury. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling. <laughs> okay. Yay, Michael Beck got the question right. <laughs> okay. That was a fun round of trivia. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I've never seen Warriors, but I know what's that is an awesome movie. Um, Deborah. uh, Yeah, from uh, yeah, from that TV show. Three's a crowd or three. Three's not company. (laughs) (laughs) Three's not company. Yeah, too many people in the apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's her name? Yeah, Deborah Von. Yeah, Von Hinkleberger or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know she's in that, but I don't right. know. What, are you going to tell me? Tell me what, what it was. I told you. It was Baseball Fury. He told you. <laughs> what? Yeah. Baseball Is baseball that really Fury. what it was? That's it. Oh, I thought you made that up. It sounded like. Oh, Michael Beck would not lie to you. Oh, okay. Thanks. Okay. Thank okay. you, Michael Beck. Yeah. I won a million dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did not. I thought that was made up. Okay. All right. Well, I, I don't have any questions for you, but when you come visit me, um, I'm going to make you play the 80s trivia game that you got me for Christmas and see where oh, we go with that. Wow. We okay. can play it. We can play it on the um, we, our podcast. Sure. You can ask each other questions from sure. it. Sure. Yeah. And play and see who wins. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a good idea? That's yeah. a good idea. Okay. I'm glad I come up with that. Okay. Go ahead. I want to talk about some movies. Okay. Which, which is like a topic i always want to talk about because i love, right. love love movies but uh okay i want to talk about a movie that came out in 1981 that i saw with my dad in the theater and uh i'm talking about the legend of the lone ranger as america grew along the new frontier many great legends were told but no legend was greater than the one that surrounded a man of mystery, a man who began as John Reed. Orphaned in an outlaw raid, raised by Indians, and witness to his brother's murder, he made a bond that lasted a lifetime. I swear to you, Dad, there will be justice in the West. For he rode to fame. To this, my brother. With a mark of a silver bullet. I pledge my life. And a black mask across his face. <laughs> Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. Silver! 
Indian companion, the daring and resourceful mask rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order. Now the truth is told, the mask is lifted, and the man is revealed in the legend of the Lone Ranger. Who is that masked man? And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, you did not see this movie? I saw the um, TV show. <laughs> There was a Lone Ranger TV. Oh, you're talking about in the 50s. Yeah. 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 See, my dad was, uh, he was a huge fan of that, that uh, 50s TV series. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. He definitely wanted to go see this at the theater. I, I remember he was getting excited when we would watch the uh, TV trailer. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we, we, we went and yeah, saw I it. I, I didn't know think, that. 81. I, I'd be what, like sixth, seventh grade? 12. Yeah. 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 81. Yeah. So yeah. So I was, I was pretty young when we went to see it. Um, but uh, anyway, it an <laughs> did, it did. And uh, I, I was looking back, I mean, now that I'm so much older, I, I know how much the Lone Ranger meant to my dad throughout the years growing up, you know, with, with him. I've seen him uh, buy stuff off eBay, like Lone Ranger little, you know, toy pistols and stuff from the 50s. And he collects that stuff. It, I, I never realized back then in 81 how much that character meant to him. Oh. So that, I mean, this was a big thing for him to be able to take his son to go see something he loved so much as a kid, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. Um, but looking back, you know, I have a different perspective on it now. But, uh, but anyway, um, so the, the movie came out in 1981. And uh, let me talk about the cast real quick. Uh, it starred a guy that every one of you know and love, not. His name is Clinton Spilsbury. You probably never heard of him. Probably never saw him anything else because I sure haven't. Okay. And uh, he played the Lone Ranger. Oh. And yeah, he's, from what I read about this guy, he was a mess. Uh, Even in real life, you mean? In real life, he was a uh. mess. They said they had so much trouble with him during the production like he would go to bars after they shot the, you know, for the day and he would mm -hmm. get in bar brawls and start trouble. And he what, wanted what did, where did he come from? the movie. <laughs> yeah. He was just a completely unknown. Oh. And, and uh, I mean, they had a lot of problems uh, with him and uh, I, I'll tell you a quote and I don't even remember what, what uh, paper printed this or it might not be a paper. It's something I read online, but the way they described him in 1981 they said he was a confused gay Mormon, whatever that means. But they said like he's, he had so much emotional stuff going on with him. He was like real angry all the time. Oh, was so, he, was he a gay Mormon in real life? Because that would confuse you because Mormons yeah. are very anti, was he gay? Yeah. That's oh. why they said that. Yeah. Okay. Well then no wonder he was a, a disaster. Cause like, yeah. Yeah. That, hey, that's a good word to describe him. He was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And in fact, um, kind of like what happened in flash Gordon with Sam Jones, they decided just to get another actor to come in and re-record all of his, uh, his, uh, audio, his dialogue, because they didn't like his performance at all. I didn't, they did that in flash Gordon. 
Yeah, that, that is not Sam Jones' voice you hear on that movie. Are you kidding me? No, we talked about this before. I don't no, I don't remember that. I do not. Re- I no, I I don't remember if yeah. we talked about it. It went out of my head because I, I don't remember that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not Sam Jones's voice. No, Whose voice is it? I don't remember. But uh, we'll have to talk about that movie again in depth because there, there's so much that went on behind the scenes. And, and wow, and and Sam Jones just kind of like left the movie, so they had to finish oh. it without him. But uh, let's get oh. back to this one. We'll talk okay. about that one on another one. Okay. But uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Clinton Spilsbury. So they, they changed his voice, so it's not even him talking in the final uh, production. But but you know, as a as an eleven and twelve year old kid, I didn't know that. So you know, no. that didn't none of this stuff made any difference to me. So the guy that played Tonto, his name was Michael Horse, a Native American, and and I thought Michael Horse did a great job in this. And I looked him up before, like years ago, and like he's like a, a artist. He does paintings and stuff. He's he's real like a, a conservationist and i mean he's like yeah. cool cool guy you know and, yeah he wasn't but, uh, a crazy horse like no it wasn't crazy guy. horse <laughs> okay yeah yeah the guy seemed like a little crazy right but okay. uh he was michael horse and uh <laughs> but to me as a little kid i had no problem with these guys you know they were awesome i mean that was the lone ranger in tonto mm-hmm. so uh but i'll tell you the the villain in the movie is somebody unlike clinton spilsbury that we all know, and that's Christopher Lloyd from Back Hello. to the Future and just, you know, all these other movies. Uh, he played Butch Cavendish, and he was the villain of the film. And uh, you remember Jason Robards, yep. actor, fine actor? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played President Julius S. Grant. So mm-hmm. they, had a, they had a pretty good cast, but, uh, and I read about the producers on this film, that they, they were looking at people like uh, Kurt Russell and stuff to play The Lone Ranger, but then they came up with the idea, they were thinking about Superman, how awesome of a movie, how much money it made, and they cast an unknown actor in it, you know. So they decided to go ahead and, and instead of, uh, I, I read like a casting list of people they were looking at, and Kurt Russell was one of the, the top guys. So so they decided to go with unknowns, and they I don't even know where they found Clint, Clinton Spilsbury because he didn't, I looked him up, and he's got like maybe three things to his credits that I've never heard of, you know, uh-huh. besides Lone Ranger. But anyway, so they figured the the stronger cast, like they did in Superman, would be the supporting cast, you know. So they had Christopher Lloyd, Jason Robards, and they had some other people. Uh, but I want to tell you about John Hart. So let me back up for a minute. Uh, we talk about that '50s TV series, The Lone Ranger. Okay, that series had Clayton Moore as the Lone Ranger. Yeah. Well. He wasn't the only Lone Ranger in that series. He ended up leaving the show, and they replaced him with a guy named John Hart. And John Hart's the one, if you remember, like, on Happy Days and uh, oh, what was that other one? Uh, like the, Greatest he, American Hero, where the Lone Ranger guess, appeared. Guest stars, yeah. That was John Hart. It wasn't uh, Clayton Moore. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Hart was in the movie, and I thought that was so cool. But you know how in movies like like Superman, you know when there there's that couple in the train, and the boy before he becomes Superman, he's running alongside the train. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah well, well, in the train, that's the old Lois Lane from the TV series, and the old uh, who was the other one? Was it uh, was it the guy that played Superman? Old serials, I can't remember. It was either him or the guy that played Jimmy Olsen. But anyway. They, they just stuck, stuck him in there as little cameos, you know? 
But in this movie, they took John Hart, who played the Lone Ranger on the TV series, and they gave him a full supporting role. He wasn't just a cameo. He had an actual acting role in here. He played huh. the, the town's uh, newspaper uh, operator. You know, he ran the office for the newspaper. And uh, his daughter, who worked in like the newspaper. Like Perry White? Yeah, you know, but this is in the Old West. So he yeah. ran, he ran, he was the only one in there with his daughter who helped him. And, and she becomes like the uh, Lone Ranger love interest and stuff. But so they worked his guy in there instead of just having him as a cameo. And I thought that was awesome, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, I, um, go ahead. What are you going to say? I was going to say, well, I don't know if I should ask you this now, but whatever happened to the guy that played the Lone Ranger, is he still alive or what become of him? I don't know. Not that sure. one, the, the the guy that you Clinton said, Swisbury, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What become of him? Not sure. What about John Hart? Did he die? Yeah, John Hart passed away. But before he passed away, I was able to get an autograph for my dad of the Lone Ranger, and he sent me a silver bullet to go with it. Wow! And I went to uh, Hobby Lobby and got like a, a shadow box, a black shadow box. Yeah. And I put that that uh, eight by ten glossy in there with the silver bullet below it. And my dad's got that hanging on his wall in his house. I gave it to him for Father's Day one year. Oh, that's cool. Oh, he, he was so excited too. You know, like I said, oh that, that was one of his childhood heroes. Where did he get a silver bullet from? He had a maid, so he could give okay. out. Give, They're no, not real was, bullets. No, yeah, it's an actual bullet. But it's he a had bullet? a yeah. Oh. But he had a maid to give out it like at Comic-Cons and stuff that he went yeah. to. Yeah. Uh-huh. You could like buy a bullet from him. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, we're, we talked about how the filmmakers, they were so disappointed in uh, his line readings of Clinton Spielberry. So they, they replaced his voice with, uh, you know, who James Keach is. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does the voice of the Lone Ranger in this movie. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's amazing looking at it, just like Flash Gordon. You can't tell that somebody dubbed them, you know? Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, it's like seamless. It looks, it sounds great. looks yeah. great. It matches the lips, everything. So yeah. they did a really good job of putting that together. Okay, now with all this said, and, and with me saying how much I liked it, my dad liked it, I want to say this movie flopped so badly. Yeah, that's that, probably why I never that, saw it. The production I, company almost had to close its doors <laughs> what yeah and the investors had to salvage this production company that was called itc the but investors why? because it didn't make money they, they put yeah, but, so but, much but money in this movie. it was really good and well uh, i'm and... saying it's really good oh okay that's, that's not everybody else okay <laughs> okay I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute why people okay. thought it was bad but uh okay yeah this company itc almost went out of business over how bad this movie flopped and uh, they didn't make nearly back any of their money, you know. So uh, the, the, they, they ended up purchasing the remaining stock, and then they reorganized the company, and it became TriStar Pictures, which TriStar Pictures was an old company by three uh, very well-known actors way back in, like, the 40s and stuff, 30s, 40s, 50s. But it shut down. Well, now they relaunched TriStar Pictures yeah, trying to I, save this company okay i saw it's huge yeah so that that's kind of where it got its start restart is from uh uh-huh. this movie wow but uh anyway here, here's what i want to get at um and as a kid i agree with this guy because because i knew it back then i, I remember on the ride home i even to- talked about this with my dad this uh producer in a in an article i read 
He said he thought the whole problem with the movie is it took way too long for the Lone Ranger to show up because it's one of those origin stories. You know, they do it with all superhero movies where, you know, it'll take an hour before the hero even shows up because they're telling all the backstory and, you know, showing him grow up and all that. Well, they kind of did that the Lone Ranger. It starts off when he's a little kid. And, you know, it, so it, it, it takes forever for him to become the Lone Ranger. And then when he's finally the Lone Ranger, the movie's almost over, you know. So, so that I mean, come on, Hollywood. I hate when they do these origin stories, you know, because I, yeah. I, I think if they would would have given this movie a sequel, it would have done great because with with a sequel, you don't have you, you already have an established character. Yeah. Everybody already knows the story. You could jump right into the action, you know, and he's the Lone Ranger the whole movie. Yeah. But they wouldn't make a sequel because it flopped, you know, the, the original flop because of this. No, oh. so, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I really think if they would have had him become the Lone Ranger, like right off the bat, you know, spend 20, 30 minutes telling the, the origin. Right. Or maybe a flashback scene for 10 minutes. You know, that's all yeah. you need. Yeah. I mean, everybody, because, because this has been around so long. Yeah, they know who he is. Yeah, they know it's a cowboy that wears a mask. That's all you need <laughs> to know, you know, get on yeah. the story, you know, but an hour and like hour and 10 minutes into the film before he puts yeah. the mask on. No. Yeah. Okay. And another thing that turned off a lot of people in this in the audience okay was because of the huge success of the dukes of hazard tv series at the time the producers decided to have a balladeer narrating the movie like the dukes of hazard had waylon jenkins doing i don't guess anyone stopped to ask what tonto was guilty of that didn't stop him from wanting to see him swinging high above but tonto showed no sign of fear and he held on to a fervent hope that the masked man wouldn't let his blood brother hang from the end of a rope. So, you know, <laughs> but why? And, you know, I'm looking back at that. Why would you do that? The Lone Ranger and the Dukes of Hazard TV show has nothing. I mean, why would you even go there? But you know somebody, what? somebody should have hit a gavel on the table and said, yeah. no, you're fired. Get out of here. You know, that, you know, um, Denver, Denver Pyle that was in uh, the Dukes right. of Hazzard, he then narrated the Grizzly Adams, but he narrated Grizzly Adams before they did Dukes of Hazzard because that was the 70s. Yeah, and, before, he was a character. and so those are the only two shows that I actually can think of right off the hand that had a, a narrator. I mean, I know there's other ones, but, um, you well, know, I think of like the Wonder Years and stuff, but I mean, Ranger. Yeah. yeah, but I'm like, they don't do it that often, you know, well, and then, and then, but then for like whoever was doing Dukes of Hazard, and then it, it connected to Denver Pyle, and then he did that narrating. I mean, it must have been like whoever he was working with. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, Waylon Jennings did Dukes of Hazard, uh, but because of the success, I mean, the Dukes of Hazard was so hot, it was like the number one TV show on TV. You know, mm-hmm. so they were like, well, why don't we have a balladeer in this Westwood movie? You know, makes yeah. perfect sense. You know, okay. no, it doesn't. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, they they went out and got. <laughs> Merle Haggard, and he became the balladeer on The Legend of the Lone Ranger, complete with rhyming lines. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right there. Oh, that was the reaction to the audience back in yeah, 81. Okay. But you, you liked know? it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I liked it because, you know, I think it's because of my age when I saw mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I love the Dukes of Hazard. And your dad connection. Yeah. So, yeah, I liked it. But I can see where 
an adult going to see this movie expecting a serious Western yeah. was let, completely let down, uh, you know? So mm-hmm. I can understand why it flopped because it wasn't marketed for kids. Cause it was violent. It was a Western, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like going to see a clean Eastwood movie, you know? Western. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't for kids, but they tried to make it like Dukes of Hazzard. So yeah, oh. just some bad, uh, Mm-hmm. production you know just yeah whoever was in that meeting these should be flogged yeah <laughs> okay. but uh flogged. yeah okay. I, I, I think people like if he would have taken the balladeer completely out of it uh-huh. and he would have became the lone ranger in the first 15 minutes of the movie i think this would have been a hit like a, yeah. a real, a real and, and probably a franchise they probably would have made a couple of more Sequels. you know yeah yeah they messed up too much with trying to make a prequel into the first yeah. movie that yeah. And, and with that balladeer, it, it just made it cheesy, you know, with the rhymes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, but people either love this movie or they hated it. And uh, I loved it. And I watch it about once a year. And uh, I got it on Blu-ray. I got it yeah. on DVD. got it on VHS. Okay. I got a digital download I bought, you know. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but I thought it was shot beautifully. And, uh, I, yeah, I mean, it worked for me. I mean, but yeah just yeah. watch it you know anybody listening give it give it a chance you know and yeah. and know what i'm saying i mean look past the balladeer look past how long it maybe takes it, it, it should come with a pre-warning on it yeah yeah, yeah. so you're okay. giving them you're giving them the pre-warning yeah and i want to say this clayton moore who was the original lone ranger you know on the uh on the tv he wasn't the original lone ranger because they, they made cereals. They had, you know, Lone Ranger mm-hmm. back, at, back in the uh, 40s or whatever, 30s, 40s. But Clayton Moore was the original TV Lone Ranger. He was alive when all this was going on. I don't know why they didn't get him to play John Hart's role in here. Maybe, maybe they did, but I do know he was having a lot of legal issues with the production company who owned the rights to the Lone Ranger. So that, well, uh, I, I answered my own question. That, that's probably okay. why... I mean, it was some bad stuff going on because when they decided yeah. they were going to make another Lone Ranger movie, Clayton Moore was out there doing, you know, like Comic-Con appearances and stuff, wearing the costume, wearing the mask. And they were like, uh-uh. So they oh. filed suit against him. And in court, he was ordered that he could not wear a Lone Ranger mask ever again. That's, that's awful. I, I know. I, like I mean, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he got around. He, he had a, a, eyeglass, a sunglass company design him like a oversized sunglasses that look like a mask yeah it looks like the lone ranger mask so you know it's kind of like in your face this is not a mask (laughs) sunglasses they they couldn't do anything about it so he was still you know going to comic-con stuff signing autographs as the lone ranger dressed like him so yeah yeah. so anyway uh he continued making personal appearances and stuff so but it would have been cool if they had him in that movie you know since he was the uh, original tv lone ranger yeah but uh Oh well, yeah, just yeah, goofed yeah. it up anyway. It was I think having him in there wouldn't have um, changed all the other stuff it, it had going. And they they parodied that about the mask and everything and the mm-hmm. lawsuit on Night Court. I don't know if you ever saw oh, really? that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Lone Rangers on the yeah. But anyway. No. Yeah. That's no. all I got to say about the Lone Ranger. That's it. The that's sad all. Sad story of this. Uh, he was a, an alone ranger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All alone. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I, I was, I had a different movie planned, but then um, 
with this week with um, the, the death of Tawny Katane, I kind of changed everything around. So I don't, I, I don't, this, my movie does not quite go with um, the Lone Ranger, but um, I did, I really like this movie and I've seen it multiple times. So, um, you know, it goes with the fact that um, I liked it a lot. <laughs> like you like that and it's yeah. switchboard. Okay. So I don't know if you've seen it. Have you ever seen it? I did. I saw it when it first came out on the VHS but that that was a long time ago, so I don't yeah. know too much about it. David, are you here? Can you hear me? It began at a party. <laughs> it was only a game. David, will you return to the living one day? Bullshit. Careful, Jim, you're upsetting David. David, are you all right? Yeah, he's all right. He's just a little dead, that's all. Shut up, Jim! What's he gonna do, haunt me? Hello, Linda, this is Brandon. I just realized I left my Ouija there the other night. I'm having some friends over Sunday and they want to use it. Besides, I want to contact David and see if he's calmed down yet. David, are you here? Are you still angry at Jim? David, where are you? Man, don't tell me you bought that crap with Brandon and that board. Oh, please. Boy, David, you should know how to hold a grudge, don't you? David? I want to bring a medium by your apartment as soon as possible to exercise the spirit. Okay, let's talk to some ghosts. David, where are you? You! Did you cause that accident at the site? David, don't lie to me. When someone uses a Ouija alone, like Linda, She's very susceptible to the spirits she contacts. And the wrong spirit will take advantage of this. Pretty soon, all she wants to do is use the board. And once that's done, he's able to possess her. Linda has made contact. Linda, unlock the door. David is here. And he's playing for real. It isn't a game anymore. Witchboard. Don't play it alone. Well, it came out in, in 1986, but I saw it around, I remember it was March of 87 because I was going to travel school then and I went to the movie theater and saw it and I loved it. And I went and saw it again. And I, I never would, used to go see movies at the theater twice. I never did. Oh, I mean, I'll it's like... Do. I know you went and saw them like 20 times a piece. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I never did. I think the only other movie I'd ever seen in my lifetime twice at the movie theater up until then was E.T. I'm sorry. You know? Oh, well, no, and then chill, chill which word, you know? So I don't know what made me like it so much, but um, I don't know. I mean, I really, and I really like Tony Katane and Bachelor Party. Okay. So yeah. uh, and I'm sure you've seen it, right? Right. So, but um. And I don't think she'd really got into like doing, she hadn't, I don't think, she, well, she, it was right around the time that this came out was when she was doing White Snake. So I, so people were knowing her from that. 
but um, I just liked her character a lot in this movie. And it wasn't, it's a horror movie, um, but it's not, it doesn't seem, it has a good, good storyline to it, you know? And I, and I had a Ouija board. Okay. So I don't know if you, you had, had one as a kid or I still nope. have one now, you know, but um, did you ever play with one? Nope. Never? No, no. No, no, like you're opposed to them, like yeah, scared of no, them. Yeah, you scared I, of a Ouija board? Okay. No Ouija board. <laughs> oh, so okay. Well, we I remember being critter. We used to play with it, and um, I remember we, you know, you sit it on your knees, and it has like this little planchette thing, and and you put your fingers on it, and it, and it has a little needle in it, and you ask it questions, and then it can spell stuff out, and then it can say yes or no. And I remember. I think Critter asked if he, if he was going to die and the Ouija board said yes. And so he took the little needle out of the thing and scratched it all up. And, and I don't blame him. Board. I don't yeah. blame him. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're all going to die. Yeah, he didn't yeah, say he was going to die like the next day, you know? So, yeah. So, um, but, you know, it's like, um, I, I, I read that they weren't allowed to use like a Ouija, the Ouija board in the title. That's why they named it Witchboard. Um, because uh, I think what Parker Brothers or whatever yeah. had the rights to it, so they they couldn't use that. But um, they had an actual Ouija board, and they say the word Ouija in it. And because I um I they, well I don't know if I I, I should go back to I'm gonna uh, rewind here a little bit um to what what it all how it all starts out and what the story is. Um, it's it's about well it's 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 a pretty basic story. I mean um there's no big plot line or anything, but it's um they're having a party at, at um, this this house and a tawny, it's a tawny contained where she lives it's like an apartment building it looks like a big house but there's um, you know apartments in it and her and her boyfriend live there and her ex-boyfriend uh, shows up with the Ouija board to the party and he asked her if he she would like to you know do, do the Ouija board um, with them so um, they contact the spirit of a little boy who died and they ask him and they start asking him questions and so um it starts out with that and then you can see like her boyfriend doesn't really buy it he he thinks it's you know it's all made up or whatever and he's kind of taunting um the other guy and saying oh you know what's he going to do to me and all this stuff and then that then his the other guy's tire gets blown out at the party and um he blames it on the Ouija board and then her boyfriend says he's he's like crazy you know but you're crazy you're crazy you know um <laughs> yeah and, uh, and then she leave, he leaves the Ouija board there, and then Tawny Katane, whose who's, um, name is Linda in the movie, um, she she starts doing the Ouija board by herself. And then you find out later that she shouldn't be doing that because when you do that by yourself, the, the, the it opens you up to being possessed by whoever uh, a spirit, whosoever spirit is in the board, you know. So she starts com communicating with who she thinks is the little boy, but it's not. It's a bad. Uh, spirit that that starts doing bad things you know so uh and then people start getting killed and um it's it, it's a it's a good it's a good um it's a good one for halloween you know like um and 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 that time of year you know i i love it like you know did you do i did you do did you you didn't watch it just past year on your 31 days uh no but I, I did like like i said when it first came out on a vhs i remember going and renting it did, and you haven't seen it since then haven't you haven't seen it since then oh i don't love it i am gonna i ought to well, watch it but it, I, it was missing one thing a balladeer a balladeer yeah um, now if if bobcat goldthwaite would have been the balladeer on this it had a, it would be um, in my collection right now 
Um, I remember um, Rosemarie is in it. She has a cameo in it. Do you know? Who, you remember who Rosemarie was? Yeah, that's Elvis's daughter. She could have been a balladeer. <laughs> okay, not Rosemarie. That's Lisa Marie. Oh, uh, well, which one's in the movie? <laughs> Rosemarie. She's like an older lady. She's like um, oh. she was on a. She's a comedian. Um, she's in oh, it. The Golden um, Girls. She wasn't one of them. No, I forget the, the what she was. The fifth golden she, girl. No. Yeah. So, and then the guy that plays Jim, that plays your boyfriend, I've never seen him in anything. His name's Todd Allen. He's, that's the actor that plays him. But the guy that plays her ex-boyfriend, Brandon, he's played by Stephen Nichols, who he was on Stefan on General Hospital. And then he was on, I think it was Days of Our Lives. He played um, a character named Patch, which I never watched it, but he had like a patch on his eye. I, I never watched it, but I remember like on commercials, seeing the guy with a patch. See him? Yeah. yeah, that was him. Well, um, and then Kathleen Wilholtz in it, and she plays this um, psychic medium named Zarabeth, which I, I mean, I really like. I I love this movie. I, I really love it. I don't. I I uh, read that. Uh, t- I mean, t- Tony Katane is like in a. Uh, he's she does a full frontal nude scene in it, and I guess that she was really self conscious yep. about um, filming that in a shower, a shower scene, and so she had a close set, you know, to do that because she. Um, you know, the, the director said, um, you know, she was very self-conscious, but um, I really like her in this movie. And um, she, yeah, she did, she did make it around the time that the, um, uh, the, the, the white snake videos were coming out because they were, uh, they, they used her fame in that to help um, get sales for the movie. Oh yeah, or, absolutely. Or, yeah. I mean, just because of those uh, white snake videos, she became an icon, you know? Yeah. And, but, you know, I, I read that she was dating O.J. Simpson during the time of filming. So um, I don't guess she wasn't until later. She must have hooked up with David Coverdale. But I don't think she dated O.J. Simpson actually very long. But I, I you know, I used to talk to her, um, you, know, in, you know, we met in person. She was really sweet. We used to write back and forth to each other, like maybe 10 years ago. She used to be on Facebook all the time. And she used to like do messages and stuff, but then she kind of went on to Twitter and kind of got away from that. And then I kind of lost track of her after, after we had met, because we, we met in person. I think we met in, uh, I think we met around 2014. Like uh, like Chiller Theater or Monster Mania or one of those things, and she was just so, so sweet. I have it on video where we met. She knew I was coming there because we had talked about it. But she used to write me like three page letters, and you know I used to tell my brother because he he knew knew who she was from you know Bachelor Party and the White Snake videos. And I'd say you know well I talked to Tony Katane and and he's like no what you know I'm like he did not and I'm like yeah I did I, I think I printed the letters off so he could see them he's like that's not who that is he's like it's some you know person like uh, you know some I don't know he like made up person you know t- telling you that that's who it is it's not really her and I'm like it's really her you know it's like but um you know I, I just feel like she I, I don't e- they don't even know what the cause of her death is yet so I just think it's really sad she's only 59 years old and it just it, it really shocked me so i'm kind of like doing this as a like a little tribute to her like talking about her movie and then we're going to talk about white snake coming up but um you know i i i really liked her i mean she was a really nice person and i and i know she was struggling with depression and um i just i feel bad now the movie um i i, I there's a song in it that um it's called bump in the night and it's by steel breeze they use it in the DVD, like opening credits. I don't know if you ever heard that song ever. Not sure. Find it, find it for, for this because it's really good. Mm-hmm. 
bump in the night. I mean, that's a cool, I think that's a cool, uh, like Halloween, you know, uh, song, you know, they put like on a Halloween, um, like a album of, of music. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. So anyway, um, do you have anything you, you want to say about it? <laughs> no. You don't want to add anything to it? No. Would you ever watch it again? Maybe. Someday. Maybe, Maybe when you come visit, I'll make you watch no. it. No. You won't watch it? Oh. Okay. All right. Bummer. Okay. Well, anyway, I just wanted to add another thing about like this trivia. The, the house um, that they used to film that was also used in the movie Waxworks. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we'll watch that one. You want to watch Waxworks? Sure, why not? <laughs> you won't watch which board, but you watch Waxworks. Yeah. Okay, I have Waxworks. I have it. Yeah. Um, but and it was also in a movie called Willard from nineteen. Oh, with the big rat. I think so. I yeah. Think so. Yeah. A bunch of W movies: Waxworks, Willard, yeah. and Witchboard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. www. dot <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they retired a house from uh, film filming locations, so um, it's they aren't using it anymore. But it's a cool house. I, I like that house. You know, it's a it's a neat neat house. Um, I like I like there's a, I mean I'm weird about that. Like where I I like um, certain movies because of houses in them. Like like um, that movie um, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. I love that house in that movie. It's like one of my favorite movie houses. And and I love the house in Mummy Dearest. I, I I like I like houses. I like looking at uh, I like I like how they were decorated and I don't know I'm weird like that. But maybe somebody else out there is like that too. Hmm. Apparently you're not. <laughs> yeah. Apparently you don't think that's a good thing, you know. But yeah. But I love looking at houses and movies, and and I love that house. And, and but it's it's apartments in it. But I always thought like you know big houses that had apartments within them were neat because they had really cool like architecture and, and stuff in them. And that, that's what's in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a neat, yeah, it's a, it has like neat, uh, I look at the, like the windows and, you know, little nooks in it and stuff. I, I just like that kind of stuff. So yeah, but I saw it twice at the movies. I highly recommend it. I have it on uh, DVD and I don't have it on Blu-ray. I don't know if it's out on Blu-ray, but I'll have to look for it. It's a good one. Definitely, definitely watch it so okay so that's all i have to say about that so you want to move on to your uh yeah let's move on to the the boob tube yeah the, the small which, screen yes the television yeah which goes back to your western theme yeah back to my western theme now, i'm going to talk about another one season one hit wonder all right mm -hmm. I wouldn't really call it a wonder, though, because it wasn't that great of a show, but it was one that I watched because it was a Western. And I love Westerns, so but mm -hmm. but it really wasn't that great, but it stood out in my mind and I still remember it. So let's talk about Best of the West. In days of yore, in Western lore, a man returned from civil war. Heartbeat pure beneath his best, his name was best, best of the world. But not alone did he come home, his newfound bride was at his side, and with his boy who did protest, they all came west to live with me. 
tell you uh the reason it's called best of the west is, is the main character's name is sam best hmm. so it's best of the west it's it's uh was it's it james about, best no but okay. it's about the misadventures of uh he's like a mild manner uh store owner kind of like a little house of the prairie the nelson's store you know mm-hmm. yeah, he's oh, got okay. a store. yeah he's got a store like that but okay. uh like the mercantile yeah but okay. he's uh but anyway he becomes the town marshal and it's kind of a fish out of water because this is a guy that can't shoot a gun. He can't stand up to people, but yet he's the marshal now. Okay. So it's kind of a, a comedy, like a fish out of water kind of story. Uh, but I'll tell you who played Mr. West here. It's Joel Higgins from silver spoons. Oh, I never saw him in anything. Wait a minute. I may, ha- I kind of vaguely, I I totally I know exactly what this is. I know, I've, I can picture it in a TV guide. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. I picture I can picture him wearing a uh, like the vest. Yeah. And, the, and yeah, and having a, a badge. Yeah, yeah. I can see him. Mm-hmm. Okay. The girl in it. I mean, she she's been in some other stuff, but I I, I remember seeing her in like a, a episode of Buck Rogers stuff, but I, I really don't remember what all she did. Her name is Carlene Watkins. Okay. I don't know if you know her, but uh, she played his wife. Mrs. She West. Does she have dark hair? Yeah. Okay. You know who that is? No, but I kind of uh, picture, can picture, I have a photographic like memory of. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And the other person in here that was, uh, he, he was kind of a henchman to the, the town. You know, on all these Westerns, like the Clint was, you always got a guy in town that kind of runs the whole town and he's like a bad guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's a guy in there like that. And his henchman was named Frog. And it's this guy um, named Tracy Walter. And this guy's been in almost 200 TV shows, movies and TV shows. Uh, I know if you saw him, you would recognize him immediately who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. I can't explain him. He, he's kind of short. He had very straggly hair. And he's got a, a kind of a alfalfa type voice. But uh, they call it. They call what else strong. was he in? Do you remember something else? Oh he was my in? goodness! <laughs> Almost two hundred things. Uh, now I can't think yeah. of one. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Batman in '89. He was the Joker's right hand guy. They call. Yeah, okay. No. They call him Bob. Do you remember that? that? Did not help me. No, 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 no. no, there, no there's a scene in Batman where the Joker says, "Bob, your gun," and Bob gives him a gun and he shoots Bob. No. You know what I'm talking about. They no. made an action figure called Bob Uh-oh. the Goon. No. Okay. no, I think you're making up. No, I'm not making this up. Fanboys okay. everywhere. No, yeah, I know. Okay, no, no, that's not okay. a good, good one for me. But okay, I have to put a picture of him on Facebook, and okay, uh, you will immediately say, "Oh, that guy." Uh huh. Yeah, and then I want you to to Facebook message me and say, "Hey, I just said, oh, that guy." Yeah. Right. But anyway, uh. The whole story, this the Sam Best guy, he was like a, a Civil War vet and he just needed a new a, a change of scenery, okay? So what 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 year was it set in? 
Oh, right after the Civil War, 1800s. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I'm, a Western. I, I, yeah, but they could have made it like a, 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 you know, a current Western. Well, I just said it was after the Civil War. I missed that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But anyway, he was a Civil War vet, and he was tired of the war and everything, and he didn't want to live where he was anymore. So they, they pick uh-huh. up, and they, they move out west, okay, mm-hmm. to a little town called Copper Creek. And uh, anyway, he's married and he's got a son and they they put all their money into this little store. And, uh, and like I said, he cannot use a gun. He would rather talk than fight. You know, he's not a fighter. And uh, he's kind of a timid guy. And But anyway, he becomes the town marshal because uh, I think the town marshal was, was shot in a gunfight. Nobody else could do it. But uh but anyway, the, 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 the boss of the town, kind of this, this rich, you know, cattle baron or whatever that's the evil guy uh and his dumb sidekick frog i mean that 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 was who he's always going up against and they were always scheming to find ways of uh stealing land and cattle and stuff and yeah but anyway uh it only I, lasts- I, have, I, I want to ask you something because this yeah. is like so bizarre out of out of left field here like the like two nights ago i was watching smoking a bandit and i haven't yeah. seen that in like 40 years I, I swear like it was just out of the blue and i know that you like that movie and i had forgot that um that burt reynolds calls sally field frog, frog. yeah i know so when you're talking about frog yeah. i'm like thinking of that and i yeah. thought i forgot that he yeah. called her that in that in that movie and i'm yeah. like sally field was not in this series and if she okay. was it might have lasted two seasons you know <laughs> okay yeah but yeah i know yeah. but isn't that's kind of weird that you're saying his sidekick's name was frog and i just watched smoking the bandit and i forgot that he called her frog and so yeah it's an oddball name to like call anybody <laughs> you know it's your sidekick. i actually know a guy who he calls his wife frog Okay. And I, I, don't, just, I don't know if it's because of that movie. I never really thought about that. Oh, but, uh, maybe, uh, smoking the Bandit? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, well, I thought, what, what did, why did he call her that? Because she was like hopping away, uh, like running away, <laughs> like running away from, what's his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what, where that come from. I mean, I, I, I came halfway through the movie, like the very beginning where she, you know, r- ran away from getting married to um what what's his name jackie gleason's son you know mm-hmm. and i mean I, mike henry was, actor mike henry yeah who, who, who played tarzan he, yeah yeah he's um, a big weightlifter big champion guy yeah um and he just died didn't you tell me he just died recently yeah yeah he did but, um but um daddy can i have some hush puppies <laughs> yeah yeah there is no way you came from my lawn you know? it's right you know, I know. I'm like that. I, I, I'm not sure how well the Smokey and the Bandit holds up, except for like um, it, my, the area that I still live in. I think is probably the number one movie. You know, they played it at the. They did play it at the drive-in. I think last year too, and I think this is the 40th anniversary of it this year. And they are re-releasing it at the drive-ins. You know, so. Um, but I just I me and Critter used to watch that all the time played on HBO all the time and I but I haven't seen it in so long so then you forget like those little things like that that you know um, and I'm like okay we'll hop on back to the the best of the west because I'm sorry I totally took you in the wrong direction but yeah well you know well (laughs) well, back back to uh, Smokey the Bandit I (laughs) I mentioned it before that John Schneider just remade it oh yeah yeah, it's called Stand On It, and he plays uh, the, the he bandit was, character. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like, and he's making a sequel now. 
what? Yep, he's gonna make another one. Did he put it on DVD, like release it to DVD? Or yeah, you can you can buy it from his website. Oh, okay. Jo- John Schneider Studios. It's like an independent com. movie he did. Himself. Yeah, okay. he made it here in Louisiana. Oh, okay. All right. He said because he's just a good old boy. Yeah. <laughs> Never meaning no harm. He didn't mean no harm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Waylon Jennings. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, yep. how long was the anyway, show back, on for? It, it, it only lasted a season. Okay. And uh, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't I that remember great. Of a show. I remember seeing it um, on, but I, on TV. I do remember it. And and I didn't, my favorite character in the whole show was the supporting character, Frog. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, look look, look up uh, that guy, Frog. Okay, I'll look him up. Folks call me Frog. <laughs> well, what's your real name? Frog. <laughs> That's why folks call me that. You want to talk about TV shows? Yeah, I guess I'm sticking with your whole Western theme here, and I and and I um, went with Little House on the Prairie, which I know that we gave away the um, bag that Miss Beetle made on on one of our really earlier shows. You know, way back, way back when. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, but I don't think we ever talked about the actual show. I don't remember ever talking about it. Because I'm trying to think of like what we would have talked about and put in like trivia about it and talked about the cast and stuff. And I don't remember ever talking about it. So um, I thought. Oh, but we did mention that Half Pints married a Poindexter. Yes, but that really didn't have anything to do with the TV show. <laughs> so, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and she sure wasn't married then because she's a little girl. So, yeah. um, so I'm talking, did I say Little House on the Prairie? Which, yep. Okay. It's an, an American Western historical drama TV series, and it and it starred uh, Michael Landon, Melissa Gilbert, Karen Grassley, and Melissa Sue Anderson, and it's about a family living on a farm in Plum Creek near Walnut Grove in Minnesota, and it takes place, um, I think, from the 1870s through the 1890s, and it's an adaptation of Laura Ingalls Wilder's best-selling series of the Little House books. Yep. So, you ever read any of the books? I, I may have when I was younger because they were popular back then yeah. when this show was on. I, they, I think they probably had them in the, um, you know, the book club, the book club stuff, the scholastic book things and the book fairs at school, I'm, I'm sure. And at the library, you know, I think they were a big deal. But I, I watched I watched the show back then and I, I have I think I have most of the seasons on um on dvd and i watch it all the time still like if it's on i'll watch it 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 just has like a calming like um i mean it's sad all the time all the episodes are really sad you know it's like and they cry all the time and something terrible is always happening but they're so um i don't know just like they make you feel good like um they're the, the the family um the, the interaction with the family and the whole community and stuff. I, I just, I really like it, you know? 
So um, I know they did do a two-hour uh, pilot for it, and then that's when that um, they were they asked Michael Landon to to direct that pilot, and he agreed to it uh, as long as he could play Charles Ingalls. So that's how he became, you know, an an actor on the show too. So um, so it actually I think um, the, I think the pilot aired in March of 1974. And then um, the series pr premiered on September 11th, on 9-11, hmm. 1974. And then it last aired on May 10th, 1982. And then, um, and then on the last season of between 82 and 83, that's when uh, Michael Landon and Karen Grassley, they, they, um, they left the cast. So, and then the series was uh, re rebooted as um, The Little House, A New Beginning. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. So the original Little House on the Prairie, how many seasons was it? Uh, well, I think there was um, a, a 204 episodes. Uh, Michael Landon directed uh, 87 of them. Um, and so but then I, and then it went off into the other and then it spun off into the other one. But I, I don't uh, know how many then it went on from there. I mean, they, um, I don't know why they left either. I'm really not yeah. sure. That's but, a long um, show. Yeah, it was it was um, it was filmed at the Paramount Studios in Los Angeles, and and they used that Big Sky Ranch and um, is it called uh, uh, Simi Valley S I M I? Uh, how do you? I don't know where the, that's where they had Walnut Grove constructed. Yeah. Um, and then and then they you know, used other studio locations in Sonora, uh, California. Um, you know, but I remember when they. I think towards the end, I think Michael Landon had a uh, like a fallout with the studio, and that's why they decided to blow up the whole town. I don't know if you remember that at the end, and they yeah. really blow up the town. And a lot of people that were in the show really um, were against it because of the nostalgia that they had for being in the show, and then to just blow it up. But um, Michael Landon always like stood by that, saying that he would he that's what he felt was the right thing to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, blowing up town. He's no angel, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, he was he was on was it Bonanza that yep. he started out on? Yep. Yeah, so he was, um, you know, big into westerns. You know, I he um I read and, and that he he was the uh, wasn't he the teenage werewolf in that old fifties movie? Was he? He might. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think he kept the hairdo. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, um, I, I read that he smoked like three to four packs of unfiltered cigarettes, um, which probably led to him getting pancreatic cancer. Yeah, you know. So. But um, he was—I mean, they there was you know a lot of um, drama going on like behind the scenes too. You know, with him and you know he had like I don't know a, a lot going on. You know, off the set. You know, with um, yeah. I mean they like drinking. Saying, he He's used to drink all right. the time. Yeah, he he they drank a lot, and and um, the actress, what's her name, Catherine McGregor, that play that played um, Mrs. Olson. Yeah, she was an alcoholic in real life. I mean, so um, there's a lot going on. But I, I mean, I I'm friends with um, Allison Argram that played um, Nellie. <laughs> oh, yeah, she yeah. was. She, you know really good really they were good. all really good like as that, that was my my grandparents favorite character was nelly was it <laughs> yeah yeah and, and I, I would watch this show all the time with my grandparents yeah it, well it was the family it was a family show anybody could watch it 
Yeah. yeah, it's the one I told you my um, seventh grade you know, boyfriend was always saying, I can't talk to you on the phone because I got to go watch a little house on the prairie, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, so but <laughs> nobody could back then in the what mid 70s, nobody had a v, VCR, you can you right. had to catch it when it was on or you didn't get to see it. And if you missed it, well, then you didn't know what happened. And, and yeah. you would never know what happened, you know, because you couldn't see the future to know that down the road 20, 30 years from you know, then that they would come up with this thing that, you know, called it a uh, DVD player, you know, and, or right. whatever, you could watch them all. But um, yeah, it's like, uh, I, I, I love it. I mean, I, I love like all the, 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 there was always like somebody's trying to throw like a bag of puppies in the water and drown them and then the girls dive in and save the puppies and you know it's just like there's always so, like one of my favorite episodes is when they all go away and they leave the mom at home and she gets um a cut on her leg and then it gets infected and she almost has to cut her leg off do you do you, do you know do you remember any of this not right of off. any any episode yeah I, I remember that christmas episode where uh they can't afford to get each other gifts but but she like cuts all her hair off to buy him something. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, and, and he sells his tools to get her a comb for her hair. It, I mean, it was it was funny. Oh yeah, it sounds like I'm an honest jug band Christmas. Do you remember? Yeah. Maybe, do you remember that with the Muppets? And then and they put the hole in the wash tub, and then she buys him a you know oh. to give him a a, a, um, a guitar, and he hawks the toolbox yeah. to buy his mom a, a piano, and yeah. she puts the hole. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. That's it. That's yeah, I remember that. I know what you're exactly what you're talking about too. Yeah, but I remember that cast would change along the way. Like, like they brought in the guy that uh, marries the blind girl, and you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 the, I like it when series last so long that you see the kids grow up. You know, right? Well, and you follow their Mary, story. And that that um, I um, yeah, the guy that they brought in, um, it, they changed the actor that play that play that um was to be Mary's love interest because the guy that was originally her, the boyfriend of Mary, she Mary didn't like uh, the, the real um, Melissa, uh, Melissa Sue Anderson. She did not like the guy that they picked for her boyfriend. Oh. Nellie liked him for real in real life, but he, he thought that she was too young for him. But the one um, I remember, he was like a blonde guy. Oh, that's you're talking about. Um, you're po- talking about um, Almanzo that played um, Laura's um, boyfriend that becomes no, her husband. No, no, Oh, Emma. Okay, yeah, I'm about because, to rewatch because, it. Um, Adam, that is Melissa Sue Anderson's boyfriend, that's blind. He's got brown hair. Okay. Yeah, um, and I think at some point he get does he get his sight back? Does he recover his sight at one of in one of the episodes? Oh, both of them were blind. Yeah. Um. In in um. Yeah, Mary's husband is blind. There's one episode where there's a bad. Okay, I'm thinking like, of somebody else. I'm thinking of a, a you're young. You're thinking Almanzo. He, he would work with uh, Michael Landon's yeah, character. Yeah, that's that's Almanzo. And he that's, was in love. Okay, so it was Laura, Laura that he liked. Okay, okay. Laura. She's not blind. She's the right. she's the half pint. She's the the, the second. I'm crisscrossing my applesauce. You got it wrong. Yep, yep. And I thought he was good looking. That was Dean Butler that played. Um, and, and then I remember uh, they ended up adopting a boy. Yeah, and uh, that's well, the that, kid. I, okay. in like uh, uh, that's uh, Albert, and that's um, yeah, Matthew Laborlux. Ma- Matthew Laborlux, and his brother was <laughs> in, was in it too. I think it, yeah, he played. Um, remember, um, Laborlux. You talking about Laborto from Louisiana? Oh, is that how you call it? 
Louisiana. He was in I that. I don't know how you pronounce it like that. I that's how I pronounce. He it. was in that TV series. You call it Laborto? Uh, that's how you pronounce that. Based off of uh, War Games, what was that TV series? Uh, Whiz yeah. Kids. Yeah, he started that. Yeah, but I that uh, that's not how. I don't know how labor labor looks. It's a vacuum cleaner. Labor row. Yeah, I don't know how labor. I don't know how L A B Y O R T E A U X labor row. <laughs> labor row. I don't know how. So he is from. I don't know where. What what that is. I I thought I've had a had the, heard people say his name. Where's it say he's from? Well, I don't know. I, you said he was from down there, right? Yeah, I thought he was. Um, where is he from? Um, hmm. He's married. Mar- uh, I don't know. Where. Yeah, that, his other is Patrick, who was also on the show. Um, he was. Uh, that, I mean, here in Louisiana, that T E A U X is pronounced toe. Oh, so labor like toe. Laborto. Uh, Laborto. Like Labor-to. Okay. Laborto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Matthew Laborto. I'm saying, okay. I, that's sounds more like yeah you're naming them like uh vacuum labor lux labor lux okay i don't know i shouldn't even go on there okay labor lux um, takes the work yeah. out of vacuuming yeah um yeah so um i don't know what yeah he played albert he was an orphan um and you know what he was also on like an earlier um one of the he was before he played an orphan on him he played a different character on the show where he played michael landon as a kid like really? he was actually, yeah, he actually pay, played my, Michael Lannett's character as like in a flashback huh. in, a, in, a, in an episode. And then he come back on as Albert. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a great show. It was like every every episode um, it was and then they lived in that little house. I mean, it was a little house, I know. I mean, it was like that, that like that everybody like slept in the same bedroom and the parents were downstairs and the bedroom was right next to the kitchen. I mean, yeah, it was a little kid, house. Kids would climb that ladder, get up on yeah, the loft. Yeah, in the loft, yeah. And But the, I mean, they're, I would put my kids out in the barn. I mean, just to give them more space, I think, you know. I mean, or add on an addition. I mean, they owned a lumber company for Christ's sakes. You know, it's like, or they worked at the lumber company and there's trees everywhere. You would think that back then building on to your house to make an extra bedroom for somebody wouldn't have been um, such a chore, especially since you didn't have to add in plumbing and electric and uh, heat, you know? So, yeah. I mean, but I, but I, when, if you come visit, you'll see that like where I live is pretty much Little House on the Prairie. It is called the Big Valley. And there are little um, stores that still look like the mercantile stores, you know, because of the Amish. And so you'll see like the the, the buggies and the uh, all over the roads, which I don't know if you've seen, have you seen Amish ever? Oh yeah. You've seen them? Okay. Yeah. You don't have them in Louisiana, right? Well, we have Mennonites here in Louisiana. They have buggies? Riding no, around buggies? No buggies. See, the Mennonites here ride cars. They, they do cars, they don't. Yeah. Um, it's the Amish that are. No, but like, I, I've seen Amish. I, when I used to drive eighteen wheelers, I'd go through uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I'd get, this is, I'd get behind those buggies. What where my mom is out where she is in that area, it's all farms. Like, all, and it and it's and it and you feel like you're out of time. And like, all, I've been going like to get flowers and stuff for you know to plant. And all they all the Amish around here have big greenhouses and stuff. And um, it, it's very it's it's very little house on the prairie ish, you know, and I, and I like that. That's one of the reasons that I came here and, and moved here is because 
of that, even though they're not that friendly, you know, towards people, they kind of want to stay in their own, you know, world. They don't like, uh, want anybody uh, goofing with their lifestyle and their choices and progression and, you know, whatever. So, I mean, they'll deal with you, but they're kind of standoffish, I guess is what yeah. it, yeah. Anyway, you were, I, when you were talking about, um, the guy that was married to Melissa, uh, uh, Sue um, Anderson. That his name is Linwood Boomer. That played Al Albert, and he was um, he was blind on the show. And then they uh, they do the um, they they do the blind school. And then there's an episode where the one one kid catches the blind school on fire, and and I think it's I think it's Albert. I think Albert catches the school on fire. And um, that episode, yes. And and uh, the one. Um, the one, I, I think it was, was it Merle Olson that played his friend, um, that Jonathan, was he Jonathan? And he, um, um, he was a football player. Do you know who I mean? And um, was it Merle, was that yeah, his name? Did they have a spinoff series with him? Yeah, he went like, pre, um, what was it called? Like, was um, Father Murphy or something? Father, yeah, Father Murphy. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I know he's a man. Yeah, he Merle Olson, he played Jonathan yeah. Garvey. Yeah, Not to be and, confused well, with Merle Haggard. Alice Garvey, his, his wife is it, it dies in the fire. And I think uh, Mary and uh, Albert's son dies in that fire at the blind school, which is horrible, sad. Which, I mean... I mean, there's a lot of really good episodes. There's one where um, at the blind school, these people, these bad guys, I think they rob a bank. And I think it's actually like Jesse James, I think um, they have like, that's, that's who they're supposed to really be in real life, come there and they've robbed a bank and they take them hostage there. And it's really kind of wicked. And Charles has to fight them and, and uh, Mary's hiding, you know, and, and she, you know, she's blind and um, it's just, it's very like, um, like kind of action, like a thriller, you know, that episode, it's, it's, it's a really good one, you know, and uh, because they don't, they, I think, um, and then there's one, I think, where they all get smallpox, I think, and they have them all like quarantined in a, and people are dying left and right. And it's, it's just like, I mean, it was real life stuff, you know, that they dealt with every day. Um, but, you know, they didn't have TVs, they didn't have cell phones, they didn't have any of the stuff that we do and yet like um you know they they found ways to have fun in life and you know i like the little school you know and the you know the the and then eventually laura becomes a teacher you know yeah. as she gets older um but i mean we gave away the um the the patrick bags that uh, charlotte stewart that played miss beetle that she makes you know that's what one of our prizes was on our um back to school you know episode that we did but um I think she took over or no she was she came later yeah because she is uh, no she was first um miss beetle was first then she leaves and then um almanzo's sister um comes in as the school teacher and then he shows up with, with her and there and and um and uh um that's how how he meets laura which he's older than her she's just like maybe 13 13 14 he might be like 18 you know um when when he shows up and he thinks of her as like a little kid you know it's not until like he's around for a long time before they end up liking each other you know because he doesn't he sees her as like a little kid you know so um but i'm sure everybody has seen an episode or two of little house in the prairie yeah 
Hey, yeah. let, let me ask you this. It just popped into my mind. Uh, it was a long time after, after the series ended. They made a, a made-for-TV. It was either a movie or like a few-night miniseries. And it wasn't the same cast. It was like a complete different miniseries, but it was based on her books. Oh. Did, did you see that? It no. was real. It was real gritty. It wasn't like the drama that we would watch on that series. Mm-mm. I mean, and it, it was the story of them going out west. You know, they they were in wagons and they were, and it, it was about the Ingles and and his friend you were talking about, and how they got there, and then they all got together and helped each other build cabins or build houses. But yeah, they made it made it into like a mini series, and it was actually pretty good. When we get there, just think. 160 acres, pure, untouched land. New beginning for all of us. There are dangers out there that we've never seen. Oh, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with these people. No, no. Hmm. It was based off the books, though. But it told um, the story. It was more like the story of the frontier of them making the journey to where they ended up on the prairie. No, I, I don't. I don't know it. Um, hmm. And it had they were. I heard that they were trying to re- reboot. I heard that. I don't. I but, don't know if it was a movie or a series, but yeah, I heard something about it was in the works. Yeah, but they have. Uh, that was um, in 2020. They were talking about it, and so and yeah. I don't maybe covid put the uh you know i just don't know how they could possibly i mean it's just one of those things that it's like it i mean don't mess with it you know just let people see the original i i don't like when they remake stuff i mean i just like the if people have never seen the original watch the original you know and you can watch it over and over like those are i mean if it's on like i'll like if i'm just like if, if i come across it it's just like one of those shows that I'll always watch. I'll always stop and watch it. I I love the beginning. Um, the the, the how it comes on. You know, with the with the um them them running through the grass. You know, like watching their little girls. You know, run towards them. You know, and the one little girl falls down the hill. You know, and that was that was like that happened, and they just left it in. You know, because that wasn't like you know it wasn't it. You know, it was just she did fall down the hill you know it's like so they leave it in and it's just like cute it's just like this nice little family you know this the mother and the father and they're they're all girls and yeah he always did what a son so when albert comes along you know they adopt him you know and um yeah and then they can, they have another they have a little like towards the end they have um grace is like the the right. last kid and it's like i don't even know if you see much of her or she even um I mean, she's there towards the end, you know, but um, the girl that played Carrie, that was, um, those were a set of twins that played her, that, that did that one character, you know, that did, it was Lindsay and Sydney Greenbush that played um, the role of Carrie, you know, the two of them. So, um, yeah, I, I, I know they've had reunion movies and, um, you know, with, with the, the cast and stuff. And um, I've seen, you know, um, like reunion shows where they, the cast has all been reunited to talk about, you know, the, the show too, like on talk shows and stuff. And I think they do get together pretty often. And I know that, um, you know, Allison that played Nellie, she has a book, you know, out. They And Mary has a book, or well, Melissa, um, Melissa, Sue Martin and Melissa Gilbert have written books and yeah. 
about the making of it and you know about how it wasn't you know the behind the scenes is like a lot going on like you 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 see these shows and they're like wholesome and um family and and then behind the scenes like there was a lot of tension and arguing with cast members and people not getting along and you know people being drinking and all that stuff and you know stuff going on and um you know nobody knew that part you know so but uh i just i like i I look at the little girls and they look like little holly hobbies (laughs) you know their outfits and 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 that kind of looked like did come back for a while i think uh like i remember in in school like wearing western uh skirts and cowboy boots and um you know the ruffled uh like cowboy shirts and stuff like that that did come back in style too and i think that part of it was because of the show was so popular and 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 all that so yeah so i recommend it cool so i'm gonna move on to yeah let's talk about let's talk about some music okay and since i talked about uh merle haggard as the balladeer in the legend of the long ranger i thought we'd talk about merle haggard now first i want to say i wasn't really a, a big fan of his he wasn't my favorite country singer but, I, but that's why I picked him out because we were, we were already talking about him earlier. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but to me, his music was so slow. You know, it was, it was just slow songs. And uh, I don't know, did you ever listen to any, any of his music? If you say some of his stuff, I might remember. Okay. You know, uh, but, I, but, you know, when you said, I was thinking Merrill Haggard, what did have something to do with the Dukes of Hazzard? And then you said Waylon Jennings. Yeah, Waylon Jennings. Completely thrown off, like so, because I was thinking that was where Merle Haggard would come from. Yeah. But it wasn't Merle Haggard, wasn't he in prison? Didn't he go maybe, to jail? Maybe. You don't know that. He sings about prison songs, so maybe. Oh yeah, he was in jail. I I um yeah. um I wonder what he was in jail for. One what did he go out, to jail for? Country guys, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. What was he um What was he in jail? Yeah, he was um, a burglary. There you go. Uh, at age 18, he was arrested on burglary charges and sentenced to 15 years in San Quentin. Cool. Didn't you know that? No. But he turned his life around and, and became a successful country music uh, singer. There you go. And there a successful go. balladeer. And I think Johnny Cash went to jail too, like for something. I forget. I, what, I know they all have prison but, songs, like Folsom Prison. Yeah. Prison yeah. yeah. That's but, Johnny but, Cash. But Merle Haggard, he's had. Um, Let's see what was today. Uh, what was that song? Today I started loving you again. Didn't uh, know that. Sing me back home. That that was a prison song right there. It was about a guy Uh-oh. going to the electric chair or something. Great. And, and he was asking Merle Haggard to sing him back home. You know, like mm-hmm. sing, sing him a song while he dies. To listen to. Mm-hmm. There was another song. Uh, it was pretty good. It was called Footlights. But uh, yeah. But probably his, his best his song, song his, his most well-known song was probably uh, Tonight the Bottle Let Me Down. too sober Couldn't drink enough to 
keep you off my mind. Don't it's know it. Sad, sad drinking songs, you know. <laughs> Those are yeah. country. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But uh, like, like I said, he wasn't one of my favorite country singers. He wasn't no Alabama, that's for sure. But uh, a lot of people liked him. Yeah. But uh, I liked him as the balladeer of it, Clinton it, Spilsbury. Oh, he died. He died um, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Merrill Haggard. Yep. Yeah, he was kind of haggard <laughs> by then. <laughs> he was pretty haggard, but yeah, he had a hard life. I do believe. You know. Yeah. 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 He, he, I, I think, um, I think his dad died, you know, when his dad died, he had a hard time with that and, and he suffered, uh, uh, like, you know, maybe depression or something. I mean, he, yeah. Um, that's what, yeah. So I don't, I can't add to his music. I, 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 uh, can't add to his life. I don't know much about him at all, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do know that, you know, people did really like him. He was very popular. Yeah. yeah. And if yeah. any of our listeners were was a big fan, uh, tell us about him on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so he did um, appear on an episode of The Waltons. Cool. Yeah. Um, That's another show yeah. we need to talk about later. Oh, the Waltons? Yeah. Yeah, that, it reminds me of uh, Little House on the Prairie. But we are, are we kind of do have a a, a western uh, theme going on, and I I co- totally goofed it up by throwing in witchboard, and now I'm going to throw in white snake. But maybe we could say go from rattlesnakes, you know, what's your uh, country to white snakes? How, how about there you that? Go. Sure, okay. why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, because I just felt like this week. I mean, I um, Tony Katane died on on May seventh, you know, so it's only been like a, a little over a week. You know, so I just, I wanted to throw that in here right now, you know, like, cause it was close to then. And I, I still would like to know what happened with her, but, but I mean, I wasn't a, a huge fan of white snake. Um, so I, I guess that where there's a theme going on, you know, with that, you know, it's like, I, uh, I, I like the videos because of her. And I, and when I think of MTV, I think of white snake and the video of here I go again, you know, so right. and seeing her up on the J- Jaguars doing splits and, um, doing okay. uh, cartwheels on them. Yeah. And I just remember her, you know, from that and seeing her in her white dress and her red hair, you know, so, um, but white snake, the band, they'd been around for a while. I mean, they, he, um, David, Coverdale, he's the only um, he's the only one who's been consistent through the whole to the whole uh, band. He's the only like a, um, he's the only band member that uh, you know has stayed with the the, ba- the band. Well, well, didn't some of them die in a fire at a concert? A fire? Yeah, it seems no, like. No, I think so, that's great. The Great White. You're thinking of Great oh, White. Oh, Great White. Okay. Yeah, they got all. I remember that. They the Great White. They that that they had fire. I remember seeing right. video okay. of it. Um, they could, couldn't get out. There was a whole bunch of people that. Yeah. Once, once again, I'm crisscrossing my applesauce. You're not that wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, White Snake. You know. Yeah, Great White. I only ever knew the one song, the Great White thing. Um, but um. Once bitten. Yeah, once bitten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a snake <laughs> in whites like a white snake but they were great white like a great white shark you know we got uh two different species you know but um yeah white snake when david cover coverdale was in it he had originally been in a, a, a band called deep purple and if you ever heard of them but um, sounds familiar he's they're from england they formed in england in 1978 
Okay, but they didn't really get, you know, big until the like mid eighties because that was right around 87 when um, Look Here I Go Again com comes on. Cause I remember it with me and my roommate Stacy would watch MTV that they played that video like 5,000 times. Now, Tawny Katane was in four videos of theirs. And um, I don't know if, if you remember any of the, their, their, their music, but they, she was in The Deeper, The Love, and she was in Still of the Night and Is This Love. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of love going on in there, but they, 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 um, they were a big hair band, you know, and right. so she had a ton of hair too. The guys, I think, in it were kind of jealous of her. It, it was it was rumored that some of the band members were jealous of her. Um, of her hair? Because, well, I, not of her hair because they had the same same <laughs> hair, but um, but just because like she was like the center of the videos, and they right. just, you know, and uh, and she told me herself that her favorite video that she ever did with them was the Deeper in the Love video. So she mm -hmm. told me that, and and I've seen the video and I like it now. Um, the only the the band members that I know their names or the the three that I, I know are David Coverdale, uh, Tommy Aldridge, and Reb Beach, and and I don't know if that was they only had three three people in in it, but they've had different people, you know, throughout. Like they have switched you know people around. Now David Coverdale and her they only they were married in real life for two years. Um, they didn't last long. They never had any children um he's re he's he's remarried now he has one son named jasper um i never really liked him i never i even understood what she saw in him i i never found him attractive not in no way no how you know maybe i would have liked his hair you know but i just i just he did not there were other guys that were in hair bands like bon jovi you know and like richie zambora that i thought were sure. like good looking you know but um not david coverdale I did not, but I liked the videos. I, I thought the videos were really cool, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I, and I, and I, and I've seen some like, um, like a parody that they did of Here I Go Again with Tawny Katane, where they remade the video where she's older. Mm -hmm. I don't know, two, two guys, like two comedian guys, you know, redid it. But it was kind of, it turned out really stupid. And it's like, and I, and I hate that. Like when they take something that was really cool at one time and then they try and like bring it into the present and and they make and it just kind of is really dumb you know yeah, i like that song a lot here i go again i thought it was pretty pretty good yeah i just heard it yesterday i heard yeah. it yesterday when we were in the home depot parking lot it come on the radio and i was waiting for jimmy to go in and pick up uh, a pair of shutters and i it was it started to get really hot so i turned the vehicle on to turn the air conditioner on and i turned the radio on and here i go again was on
you know, and I was thinking, I wondered if they were playing it because of Tawny, you know, like that, you know, when somebody dies, you know, a lot, a lot of times they, they, um, you know, put, you know, put like tributes on and, and bring stuff up because, you know, you know, people are thinking of them. Yeah. I tell you that with Tawny, that the song, that, that's one of the most memorable music videos, probably the eighties. Yeah. Like when you think about the eighties music video that it pops in your mind, they even, yeah. uh, what was that? Uh, was it Bowling for it. Soup? Had that uh, song about the eighties and they, they put that line in there about her. Oh, about, uh, Oh, I know what you're talking about, about Stacy's mom's got it going on. Is that the song you're talking about? And about the, she's on the car or the roof of the, going to sh shake your ass on the hood of a, white snakes car yeah, or something like yeah, that something like that yeah yeah, yeah. so so she made, yeah that that video and everything made a huge impact for the you know other people even put it in their song yeah um well i saw there's a like a, a trilogy like a like a documentary like of the making of the those um those videos with tawny katane in it and um and it's like the behind the scenes stuff on it and they show you how like they um they had her doing the, the 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 flips and and people were spotting her um but i'm like i don't know you know you think you'd slip and fall right off the, the car roof <laughs> you know what i mean they'd have to put like uh, some some glue to your feet or something you, you know what i mean like i don't know how she did it but yeah every i think guys you know really like the video too because of her you know and she and then she and then um still in the night is really good and is this love um she's she's in she's you know she's dressed in little mini skirts and yeah she was really cute you know back then and and i just really liked her i don't know what why after that it's like you never saw her anymore she was just did a couple like she was in an episode of uh, seinfeld and she was in an episode of married with children um but then she just kind of I guess because like once the end of the 80s you know all the hair bands and stuff they just kind of with grunge and everything all of that just kind of just boom it was gone one day it was like yeah. that was it and it's like it was yeah, all she gone. just kind of disappeared she uh well she what? she she actually dated jerry seinfeld you know and wow. she she was dating him when and she had been dating um um chuck finley that was her that was the, the he's the father of her two daughters uh winter and rain and they i think they had broken up and and she was dating jerry seinfeld in between and then chuck finley called her and asked for her to come back and she dumped jerry seinfeld and went back with him and um and then there was all the stuff that went into like um like them saying that she hit him with her shoe and you know um and he filed like uh, like a restraining order against her and stuff like that. But then they stayed friends and, and they, they raised their daughters, even though they didn't stay married, they stayed friends. And they, you know, um, you know, I don't think it would have been that bad or he would have. That really hurt. I'm going to have a lump there, you idiot. Who throws a shoe? Honestly, you fight like a woman. <laughs> my shoe <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah eddie murphy my you know aunt bunny falling down the steps like my shoe yeah i think of the bad seed when she whacked him with the shoe you know it's like the the movie the bad seed i was just saying that to my mom tonight like i i hit him with my shoe again you know but um yeah i, I you know that that's you know i think people may blow some of that stuff out of proportion and 
you know, she, she, she was not, she did not drink. She was, didn't never drank. Um, her problem was that she had uh, migraine headaches and, and she started taking Vicodin and for her headaches and her mom had taken it because her mom had breast cancer and um, she, she had taken it. And then, so that's where she got on it. And I remember her telling me this whole story about um, how she got on um, the news when it was, when um, she got the DUI. I don't know if you remember any of this stuff or not. It was on TMZ. No. You don't remember any of this? Well, she, no. she had gone to the, she, it was all over the place, like about her, um, she got arrested and stuff. And it was, it was kind of the bummer because she wasn't, she hadn't done anything, but she, well, she had actually rear-ended a, a lady and then she um, lied and said that she was, had taken some stuff because she was actually texting when she rear-ended the lady and she didn't want to get the big fine that they were giving out for texting while driving. So she lied and they they went and took her to the they took her to the police station and they did a um like a you know a, a breathalyzer test on her and it, and it didn't show she had anything in her system and then they said she could go out the back and when she went out the back somebody already called tmz and they took her picture and you know stuck her on the news but she said uh you know she had been doing stuff you know at one time and then she got off of it and she said you know it will catch up to you and if it's not on you know you know it just it might not be on your your clock that you have then but like it may come back to haunt you later you know what i mean like so she just was saying like it'll catch up to you and and she said and then she's and she still and she has she had you know depression and stuff too so i i don't know why they didn't she died at eight o'clock in the morning which is a weird time of day you know for it was like suspicious or something like and I, I don't know that they said they were doing an autopsy. I, I don't, they, I've not read anything else about her death. I mean, I haven't seen anything about a funeral or, or anything for her. So, but it just makes me feel bad because I, I didn't know her and we did talk, you know, like about personal stuff, you know, she confided in stuff to me. So that was, that's kind of neat, you know, that, that, you know, you know, I mean, I was actually going to talk to her about being on our podcast. She just come back on Facebook. She hadn't been on Facebook in a long time. And I thought about asking her to, to be a guest and, and then that came out of nowhere. Like somebody sent me a message and said, did I know that she died? And then my, my old roommate, Stacy, you know, that I used to watch these videos with and a couple of days later, she said, did you, I, she said, I might be a little bit behind, but I just saw Tawny died and, and did you know? And I'm like, yeah, I knew. Um, um, somebody else from the Rewind had told me, Whitney had, had told me first and then Mary told me. So like a lot of people, you know, had told me and it was just like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I remember when she turned 50, she, she uh, went skydiving. So it, it didn't seem like that was that long ago. I remember it, but I mean, it's almost 10 years ago already. So time goes by, but that's way too young, you know? So that's a bummer, but yeah. 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 So anyway, we'll let's find out what's in your box. <laughs> you know, it's like, let's go a little like, uh, you know, just lighten the mood. <laughs> lighten the mood. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Or okay. Into the yeah. All right. Well, let's find out what's in the box. I'll take the box. The box. You took the box. Let's see what's in the box. So, so those of you who've been listening to our uh, podcast the last few weeks, you know, we added this segment called "What's in the Box." And what it's all about is uh, my mom had this box in her attic and she told me to take it home and it was stuff from the eighties in it. Okay. So 
without opening it, I started doing it live on our podcast. So each week I open it and take, you know, just reach in blindly and pull out a few items and we talk about it. So with that said, let's uh, reach in. Hang on just a second. Let me get the lid here. No, I, I get, uh, All right. get pills. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's coming. This is a book, a small book. Uh, oh, this is cool. I remember having this. Yeah. Okay. You remember Dynamite Magazine? Yes. I love Dynamite. They put out some books. It, ha it has the Dynamite logo on the top. It says Dynamite Books. And uh, this one's called the Dynamite Monster Hall of Fame. Hmm. Ooh. On the cover of it is a picture of Dracula holding a key. Oh. oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Okay, I love the, stuff like that because it reminds of me of it. like Halloween. And yeah. 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 You know what? This came from one of those book clubs where you sign up and. Yeah. Because on the back, it, it says Scholastic Book Club. Yeah. Yeah. We just mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, well, so this came what we just were talking that. about, like the and little house books. Yeah, you see if there's a date on the inside cover. Uh, cool copyright. <laughs> oh, wow, this is from the 70s. This, yeah. this book came out in 77. Well, that's when like Dynamite magazines. I used to get Dynamite. Yeah, I, I love Dynamite. And let me read the back of what it says it says, uh, meet Godzilla, Dracula, the Wolfman, and other freaky friends, yeah, freaky creatures, and menacing monsters who star in your favorite films and nightmares. You'll read about some of them in Dynamite. Now you've read about some of them in Dynamite. Now learn all about the whole terrifying truth about all of them. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Is it in good shape? Yeah, actually it is. Uh, I'll put a picture yeah. of it. it yeah. said, look, here's some quotes from some of the monsters. It says, uh, fangs a lot. This is a book I could really sink my teeth into. Count Dracula. <laughs> Then it says, uh, loved it. I was totally wrapped up in it. The mummy. Mummy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then it says, uh, delicious, simply delicious. And that's a quote from the monster that devoured Cleveland. Uh oh. Hmm. I'm about to read that. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Let me reach back in the box see what I can get. Oh, I oh. like that. This is some wire, I feel. Oh, <laughs> these are, uh, okay. These are two notebooks, uh. Yeah, these are old notebooks from the like the seventies. They, they're you, they're bent guys, up and stuff, huh? Guys didn't have like um, diaries back then, right? You didn't have a diary, did you? No. Okay, like okay, just a regular notebook. Like yeah, it's like from school. I'm flipping through this one. It's got like math problems. Okay, look, these are Mork and Mindy notebooks. Oh, that's cool. And they actually they're not in horrible shape. The the front covers look pretty good. Uh, one of them's got uh, it's got the Mork and Mindy logo, and then it's got Mork laughing on the cover. And then the other one's got oh. just a square with Mork in it. And he's... is it the, is it the actor's like picture? Yeah, like, yeah, it's Bob just Mays him. him it's just him. Okay. Just, just Mork. Oh, just okay, just Mork. And when I open, it's not like them, a draw. It's not like a drawing, like a cartoonish like drawing. It's the, them as the actor. Is yeah. Okay. It's the actual photograph. Yeah. This is cool. When I opened the notebook up, there's an order form. I bet you these came from Scholastic, too. I'm looking mm -hmm. on the back. I don't see. But when I open it up, there's an order form. It says Mork posters. It says new full-color posters, approximately two feet by three feet. But it shows uh, some really cool posters that I'm going to have to look for yeah. on eBay, this one. It's, he's in a spacesuit. Oh. You, know, you know how he, he would uh, grab his ears and say, nanu, nanu. 
Yeah, I remember the posters. They were folded like into a uh, like a page, and then there was like four sheets like to a poster that you would get inside like the magazines, and that's why people um, bought some of the magazines were for the posters. But you know now nobody does anybody put a poster on their wall. I mean, of anything. I do. <laughs> do you? I know you do. I got Jordan posters, and we framed some of them. They were James Bond posters, but I mean like. You know the magazines, and you and you cut those posters out and, and stick them in your locker, and like little mini pictures, and yeah, I, I don't know that people do that anymore. So you know? it's funny. I said uh, I would get this one of him in his spacesuit. I'm looking down here at the order form, and I, I had filled it out, and uh, it says age eleven and a half is what I put on the yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I, I chose six months and two days okay. out, out of all the the ones there. I had marked down the spacesuit one, so that's. I'm still on the oh my same, god that's 41 years ago yeah and I got it filled out it's got my name never, never been sent off I wish I would have got it I want to look on eBay for it uh oh let's see what this is yeah <laughs> I yes. have no idea what this is <laughs> okay uh I don't know if I want to read this <laughs> Well, you can read it and then we can edit it if it turns into something that's like an 11 year old kid shouldn't be saying. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to skip this. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I was writing, it looks like a letter I was writing to somebody. It says, I think you are a mean, rotten, dirty, ugly, <laughs> no, no. big footed, two timer. No. Every time I see you, you wrote that? You stink worse than casserole. <laughs> No. I never want to see you again. No. Your, your worst friend. I think it's like a joke or something. Oh, okay. I see a lot of math problems, but I'll tell you right now, that's not my handwriting. I don't oh. know who's somebody. Somebody using my send notebook. that to you? Oh, no, 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 no. It's my okay. notebook. Oh. But the math problems, if somebody else right. Okay, yeah, there's oh. a lot of math in this one. So uh, let me flip through it, make sure there's no more little hidden notes. Uh-huh. Oh my! I have all these. Oh. I have a. I, I have. There's a, an army tank I drew with with a guy shooting the gun on top. <laughs> I have notes. I have a ton of notes from my friends. You know, we used to draw little feet on them. I don't. I can't. Don't even know why. It's called a know? footnote. A footnote. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But we used to little draw like little feet. Like, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, right. A footnote. That's a good okay. one. Okay, I'm looking at the other. The other one. Uh. It's got that same order form, and I filled it out with the same poster I wanted. But yeah, it looks like both of these notebooks got math problems in it. That sucks. Oh. Put it put it back in the box. <laughs> uh. Yeah, nothing in the back. Okay, well that's that. Okay. Wait, what? Wait, I drew something here. What is this? No, it's just some scribbles. Okay, let me see something else in the box here. Oh, I you know what? Leave that in though about the when you read that because that was really funny. <laughs> you dirty, you smell like castor oil. <laughs> like that, I like it. Leave okay, that. I've got two. I'm gonna bring them both out because they they're the same size. I can feel cardboard boxes. Let's see what these oh. are. Oh, drop it. Oh, that's that's a uh, okay. These are two model kits. Oh. One still sealed in the box with the plastic on it. The other one, Ooh. let me open the other one and see. Uh, okay, the other one, the box isn't sealed, but the model inside the kit is sealed in plastic. Oh. So. What are ah, they, cars? These are cool. Yeah, both of them are cars. And one of them is from the TV series Street Hawk. 
No way. It's Jesse Mock's Mustang Coupe. Are you kidding? Oh, this is the Mock Mustang. Uh, wow. Did you know? Do you remember that you had it? I remember having a lot. I, I was but you did not know that you, was... you that your mom still had this stuff. You nah. didn't know it was, you still had it. Nah. And it was never, and is that the one that's it's still like um, it's still it, it's it's not open. It's never been put together. All the parts yeah. are still sealed in a plastic. You're gonna um, put it together. Bag. Maybe I will. You should this do is, it. This is pretty awesome. Yeah. But I have to take picture the one, of it. The one was like mint in the box, like never opened. Yeah. No, the one mint in the well. Okay. The box. The Street Hawk one, the plastic's been taken off yeah. the box. Yeah, yeah. But I just opened it, but all the parts inside are inside are still sealed in plastic. You never bags. tried to put it together. No. Okay. Now the other one, the box is still sealed in plastic. It's never been opened. What's and it? it is the 1960 Corvette from the TV series Riptide. No way. Yes way. Oh my gosh. These are awesome. I'm gonna take that pictures is, of these. That is really cool. Yeah. They're probably worth a lot of money. Like especially like the one the riptide one yeah, yeah i bet it is look it up yes yeah. it would be if it's emit in the box yes i bet it i bet to the right if it was you if it was you and you were looking for one you would pay a lot for it probably like ten dollars i don't know no hundred <laughs> yeah these are cool i'm gonna have to assemble these someday yeah i mean you can't get it it's it you'll never find them again they will never make that again it is it is you know they're, right. they're, it's just like you looking for the glasses for the um for the yeah 3D. the 3d from space Hunter. you would probably pay a fortune because that's what you are looking for that somebody out there is like yeah. somebody out there asked me about um you know the isis stuff about the the you know the her outfit and then they wanted anything from the show so there are people out there you know that are just like us that um remember this stuff and i mean there's tons of them you know and it's like they they collect it you know all right. Well, let, let, me get out, let me get that, one more that, thing that uh, that hears about it and like says they can't it. have my models. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. You, nope. You, nope. You nope. Didn't nope. Even know you had it. Okay. Well, now I do. Okay. And knowing's half the battle. Okay. <laughs> right. One more item for tonight. Okay. Let's see what we got here. Oh, it's plastic. Hang on, hard plastic. Ah. Oh, get down, dog. Yeah. Every time I pull something out of the box, the dog thinks it's for him. This is cool. I remember this. Okay, this is a toy from, you know what? I was, okay, yes, out of high school, I still collected toys mm -hmm. and I still do. Uh, you still do. I'm like, still with what are you it. Yeah. About? yeah. No, but this, this was actually probably from uh, like 1990 because uh, I was still at my parents' house going to college and I remember having this hanging from my uh, ceiling. This is from the movie. I don't know if it came out in 89 Batman or if it was in the sequel from 90, the Batman Returns. But this was like a, uh, looks like a jet boat that Batman had. Uh-huh. And one of the wings is missing, but I, it, it might still be in the box. But uh, oh. it's got one wing and it's got some skis on the bottom and like one missile. The other missile's gone. But the Batman figure is still sitting in here, and he is fully intact. He just doesn't have his batarang. That's really cool. But yeah, I'm gonna take pictures of this. Put on the uh, yeah, put it on there. You didn't take the pictures from the last time. The interweb. Yeah, they are. You did? I missed uh, it. Oh, uh, I missed it. I missed stuff a lot, so I anyway. I have to go back and look. Okay. But that is what's in the box for tonight. Awesome. 
Okay, so. cool. So should I give out the code word? Sure, but we are not giving away my Riptide. Okay. <laughs> my street hog model, yeah. Okay, all right. So don't now, give that away. Give something else away. Okay, well, we're giving away a t-shirt, a new t-shirt, <laughs> okay? Yeah, uh, or I do have a few other choice items from the, you know, that I still have in my uh, bag of uh, whatever. Uh, there's a pet rock in there. There's a 80s, um, there's an 80s, uh, Tau, there's a, a, a DVD, there's, um, yeah, but anyway, the code word is Tawny for Tawny Katane. So since, you know, kind of put, snuck her into this one, you know, it's like, I thought we would uh, kind of dedicate this to her. So, sure. um, yeah, and um, uh, you, we got our new t-shirts. We, I sent some out this week. Um, you could pick between a pink or a blue one. And so they, uh, send us the code word to our, uh, through a private message and you might win one. Cool. That's awesome. And who knows, we might throw another prize in there with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. an old Mork from Ork notebook with a <laughs> no, nasty letter no, no, to somebody. <laughs> we'll throw the nasty letter in there. Yeah, we'll send you the nasty gram. <laughs> well, we might just like print those and send them to everybody. <laughs> yeah. If you don't listen to our podcast, you <laughs> yes. are a dirty, <laughs> rotten, stinky. Like castor oil. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put it in a Christmas card. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our, our little podcast and uh, helping it grow. And by the way, helping it grow, we, we just hit 1,000 downloads on our podcast. So that's pretty cool. So thank you so much. And I hope you continue listening and tell your friends and family about us. Maybe they'll, they'll start listening to and uh, win some of these cool prizes that everybody wants. And as we sign off, I want to leave you with this final thought. The Lone Ranger. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hayo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Hayo Silver, away! With his faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early west. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again.